Hello, everyone. This week, I would like to talk about the Organization Bisexual Resource Center. Their goal is to provide resources, support, and celebration of the sexualities of bi or bi-plus individuals, and they promote the visibility of bisexual people. Their logo is a bee, like a honeybee, and it's simple because it's like the bee in LGBT, but I also like how they describe it as bees um, being often overlooked, misunderstood, uh, and even feared. And bisexuality tends to be one that does get overlooked. I see you, Hannah, and hope everyone is having a good Pride Month. Links for information and support are in the description. There's a bee enamel pin that I'm probably going to get because it's really cute. But that's all from me. Uh, sorry that the episode is coming out late this week. Had a, a lot of things come up this past weekend and have been very behind. I don't have a time to put a, a, the recap in for the previous episode either. But you'll, you'll catch up quick. I believe in you. Please enjoy today's episode. now walking through the woods on the way to the junction of paths that you spent a lot of time going back and forth between uh, on the day prior. And as you're walking through, the fog that was starting to form or had been sort of on the edge of your vision in the woods um, quickly begins enveloping the group of you. The group currently consists of the four adventurers, and Mr. Clark and Lucas. The visibility that all of you currently have uh, is probably between 20 and 30 feet, but having Ned as your guide uh, is allowing you to navigate the woods fairly easily. Despite the fog, Ned knows his way around these neck of the woods. Before you're able to get to the junction of paths, um, Skylar, you are able to sense that there are a lot of different animals around this area, and you sense that a handful of them are walking uh, in the same direction as you. Some uh, a bit further ahead of you and a couple like off to either side, um, and a couple of them uh, come up from behind uh, a bit more quickly. You see in the fog behind you that a couple of coyotes are uh, gingerly trotting up to your group. Uh, do I recognize these as the same coyotes that led me to the den that one time? Yes, they look incredibly similar to those two coyotes, um, except that they now have fully formed limbs that they had previously lost. One losing a forelimb and one losing a tail. Mm. Uh, I motion to everybody in the group to stop and to turn around, but I don't want to make any sudden noises. When you, when you make a motion to stop, the coyotes also stop and all the other animals in the area stop. Oh, um, the coyotes look at you expectantly. 
Uh, coyotes, hello? They tilt their head. Can you understand me? They continue tilting their head. Okay, no. I turn to the rest of the group. Hey, uh, I think these are the coyotes we're supposed to be finding. Were you always able to stop nature in its tracks? Um, this is a new thing, but these two coyotes over here were kind of my friends earlier, and they kind of led me to a den before when I was, uh... A little delirious, and they're they're back, I guess. So you you tame these coyotes? I my okay. My abilities are a little bit unfamiliar to me, so I'm gonna give a slight maybe. Maybe I tame them. Can um, can I can I pet them? Uh, maybe we should hold off on that. I'm... Miles already has a hand like extended towards them and then like quickly like pulls it back like oh okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna approach them first and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, as you walk up to one of them, do you like uh, hold out a hand or something? Yeah, I'm like holding out a fist for it to sniff mm. my fist. Uh, they don't even uh take the time to like sniff to get to know you. They immediately just like lick the back of your fist. Just oh. like, oh, hey, I know you. Hello? Uh, hi. Where? Head tilt. <laughs> I proceed to, like, scratch the back of the head of the one of one of them. It, legs start slumping. <laughs> oh, my God. Adorable. Hey, little guys. Um, are you trying to take me somewhere else? Head tilt. Okay. You feel the book calling to you. Then I take the book out of my backpack. You crack open the book uh, and it falls open to a page that has the uh, ribbon of the book marking it. And on the page you see a singular word form. And you hear that in your mind. No one else hears or sees anything on the book. Um. What? So, Skylar, they're just like part of the gang now, or what? I... We're supposed to be finding these things for uh for our friend Coyote, right? Yeah, I guess so. I I feel like they're gonna follow me. They're not gonna eat. Spot and Rover, are they? The coyotes are slowly backing away from you. Or Their ears are no longer not. perked up in the way that they were before. They are they look confused and maybe a little bit scared. They turn tail and run. Oh. Should are we follow them? Afraid of the book? Are they afraid of me saying coyote? I I don't know. Uh Skylar, did the book say something to you again? Yeah, I mean, it said, it said release. It, maybe that's done then. That was easy. Y'all the both let go of the coyotes. Okay, yeah, sure. That that's wait. So this the voice that I hear inside my head 
is Yaldala? I mean, hell if I know. It's not your voice, is it? I don't know who's speaking to me anymore. It's not my voice, is it? Miles. Isn't that? Miles isn't starts that like kind of like patting himself down, like, do I have some new powers? <laughs> all I know is I hear voices left and right all the time, so I never know what's what. But I heard release, and then they got spooked, and I have no idea what that means. I mean, it seems like the coyotes got released, whether it was Yaldabaoth or you. I mean, you, you're supposed to be some kind of avatar, right? Do you? So right, but I didn't do anything. Well, either way, they're gone. So we could either follow them or keep going the way we was going. Well, I think that we have uh, another task to see to with uh, Pan today, and don't want to. Personally, I'd prefer to not spend much time in this fog, if we can help it. Right, we can uh, We can work those guys into our schedule. Uh, we got uh, a strict timetable to maintain. Alright, then I guess we'll keep moving. As your group continues forward, you feel the other animals in the area also continue forward. As you continue onward, you eventually reach the circle or the junction of paths. Uh, all right, we're headed to the uh, stairs, right? They're off this way. There's one of the twig markers that is marking the path that leads to the stairs that lead to nowhere. And uh, as you point in that direction, Miles, you notice that the twig that you planted in the ground the day before looks bigger and has more branches coming off of it. It looks more like a sapling now, and you can see that it has also changed shade a bit. It was sort of a normal barky looking stick, but it looks more ashen gray now. You notice that the other twigs that are also planted here look the same. The same as when I planted them or put them in there or same as this twig currently. Same as that twig. Okay. Um I mean, I guess they could be any direction, but... Yeah, well, uh, those look pretty sickly. Somehow they look both sickly and lively? Which, I don't know. I don't know anything about this pan guy, but... I mean, just sort of based on the last couple of days, that sort of seems like something we'd want to check out, right? Yeah, the corrupted growth of nature, if I remember right. It sounds like his doing. We were looking for it, and now we found it. We best get on with it, then. I, I guess onwards and upwards. Should we have brought some way to... I don't know. Do we need to destroy these before we leave them? Is that going to help us? Should we try? I mean... I mean... Sure, anybody got Do we want to... Is it a good idea to tear up nature if we're about to go um, fight or negotiate, maybe, with... I mean, I don't want to fight a god. Can I put that out there? Like, I feel like our odds are not great if we do that. I feel like we should just try to do whatever we can to get in and out of there without conflict, if that's possible. I'll be honest, I didn't really consider that these might be the kind of gods you could reason with, but I think that's probably a good call. Um, Don't want to uh, shoot down our chances before we get them, right? 
I think Miles, you have to from now on try your best to consider all options. Um I don't think your mother would want you resorting to violence as your first option. Yeah, you're probably right. I know the past week has been uh, a bit of a different situation altogether, but um, the point of this initiative is to try to make harmony with our normal world and the anomalous. So if something can be figured out through negotiations, that would probably be for the best. Miles kind of like sticks out a little boo-boo lip and kind of like scuffs the ground with his shoes. He's just kind of looking at his feet like, yeah, you're probably right. Sorry. He's a little embarrassed. Yeah, and from everything that my dad always taught me about nature, it's how to how to work with it to uh to do what's best for you and what's around you. If this pan is corrupting things, that could put a wrench in it, but I at least like to see what's going on first. You're probably right. Anyone want to say anything else before we continue on? Miles is too embarrassed to say anything else. I think Mr. Clark's reaction would be to scruff your hair, but you've probably told him never to do that one too many times. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, he does not make a move to do that. I like to imagine he kind of like starts to go for it and then like stops and like just sort of like, does like an brushes awkward, his like, own hair. Yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you all start off continuing in the direction toward the stairs that lead to nowhere. And you arrive there with the fog continuing to block your vision um, and increasing in thickness. Uh, it probably gets to be more around 15 to 20 feet that you're able to see surrounding you. And Skylar, as you get closer, you notice that the... Uh, Animals that are walking in front of you do not go toward the stairs. They part off to the side. So as you arrive at the stairs that lead to nowhere, uh, Ned, why don't you describe this area again a bit for us? Because I think you were the one who originally had the idea and uh, general concept of this area. Yeah, so as we get into this clearing the little that we can see in front of us with this fog the main thing is just this random set of stone stairs out in the middle of the forest they're really solidly built they look very worn uh, and weathered by time but not by use they lead up just a kind of a small hillside that's cleared from the brush around it. And this hillside looks like it's been leveled, as if for some structure that was intended to be built there, but never was. And Ned had always been told as a child by his father that you should never go up the stone stairwell. Until you are ready. Exactly. Until you are ready. So one new thing that you notice about the stairs is that there are some vines that have begun to creep down the stairwell 
they look very similar in color and texture to the saplings that you saw growing at the Circle of Paths. And since the top of the hill you're not able to see uh, where the vines are originating from, but they have uh, stretched from the top of the stairs uh, to thinly cover all the way down to the bottom of the stairs. If you could remind me briefly, I don't think that Grandpa Rick said what was at the top of the stairwell, or did he? My notes were very bad. <laughs> he gave uh, vague references to something that his grandfather started. Yeah. And he had tried to prepare for... But he ran out of time. Yeah, for you and your father. But he said that it's something that you two could finish. We've all been searching for a long time, and we can do this together. Together. Because we're playing a game, and I have this ability that I don't actually use very often, Oop. I would actually like to invoke uh, Occam's Broadsword. Oop. Yes. Oop. And... I will ask the keeper what sort of thing we're dealing with here. If it is natural, an unnatural creature, a weird phenomena, or a person. And then I get plus one forward, which is the main reason I'm asking this. Hmm. So there's a bit of vine that has creeped further down than uh, the rest of the vines and uh, is nearby. So you're able to... Uh, walk up to it and sort of crouch down and maybe pull out your magnifying glass or uh, uh, right. just get get in close and try to observe it. Standard seeker equipment. <laughs> yes. You're able to tell that it is, for the most part, a normal vine. So this would be something natural. I mean, wouldn't Pan, being the god of nature, wouldn't, like anything he does fall just under natural that would be a good intuition that's what i'm trying to figure out but i will say that as you look closer you can see the very tip of the vine uh is visibly continuing to grow not mm. at a very quick rate but at a noticeably quicker rate than a vine typically would <laughs> at a noticeable rate at a yes any noticeable rate <laughs> gotcha sounds good it is very subtle um had you not brought out your magnifying glass you probably would not have noticed <laughs> i'm glad i remembered to do that mm -hmm. okay yeah miles these vines they definitely weren't here at least the last time i was here and i guess the last time you were here yeah i mean we were ben and i were here yesterday and there wasn't really any anything growing here to speak of there was a log up top that was but it was old and broken down it i wonder if it's sort of gone the same way as those twigs but did back there i hope it hasn't displaced that raccoon yeah remind me the uh the log on top you guys didn't go up the stairs right no, no we just we, went around we went around yeah well as long as we don't go up the stairs I think it'd be good to to get back up on top there. Makes sense. I think let's go check it out. Wait, do these vines have 
like leaves on them. Hmm. I mean, it's pretty rare to see a vine without a leaf, right? Just checking. it depends on which so, part of the vine you're looking at. <laughs> I'll say yes. Um, but the parts of the vine that have leaves are much further up on the stairs. So the uh, like tips of the vines that are growing um, that Ned would have seen don't have a sprout on them yet. Um, and the color of the leaves is green. Would would that be unnatural since it's almost fall? Yes. It, it, I think it's uh, thick, of, thick of fall currently. Right. So it would... Uh, actually, early September is... It's like mid-September. Yeah, it's, it's early fall. Maybe I, we're in Everything southeast would be, Missouri. Yeah. Things would be like starting to yellow and... and yeah. orange and such um it for how vibrant the green is it's unnatural or atypical i'll say and you can tell they're growing continuously this is no natural vine i mean it's natural and that it's nature but the growing is unnatural for sure i i mean seems like a good place to any is find out where they're coming from right there's only one way to find out. Let's now, the going. important question, are you going up the stairs or going around them? I around will not the go stairs. up the stairs. I feel like this decision the important is decision mostly up to Ned. Oh is, my God. is Ned ready? Is he ready? Do I feel ready? We just had this excellent discussion with my ancestors that we would find out together. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Could I... I think what I want to do... I feel after that that maybe it is time. Could I try to channel my past lives with the goal not be to ask a question, but just to have uh, Grandpa Rick with me? Okay, go ahead and roll for it. All right, here we go. Since this Ooh. is not specifically something to do with the vines, you do not have your forward on this. That is fair enough. Oh, oh that's a 12, baby! That's a straight 12 double sixes. It is time! Hmm... <laughs> Past life has something useful to offer. You get to ask two questions. Which two questions would you like to ask? I mean, I guess the two that are most relevant that I would like Grandpa Rick for are what important hidden secret can a past life show me the way to? And I guess what does a past life advise me to do now if I could get confirmation? I think your answer to this will be... Um sort of the same answer yeah you feel similar to how grandpa rick uh in his spectral form uh, has previously popped out of your head you feel several people at once pop out of your head interesting mm-hmm 
several people at once pop out of my head. I do a I do a quick survey of the room. So it's a bit confusing having this happen. Very. Because uh, this has only been a recent occurrence that uh, people will pop out of your head. And now there are three who do. The first who goes, uh, you have no idea who she is. She's dressed in fairly simple clothes, but looks from a era far before you. She pops out of your head and begins walking up the stairs, followed behind by... You see a more formal-looking individual who's wearing a... looks to be a chasuble of some sort, and from a also much earlier age, though you could not place your finger on it. He follows behind the first person. Then afterward, uh, you feel another following who is dressed in what looks like a World War I outfit who briefly turns back to you and gives you a small salute and continues up the stairs. And the last figure who pops out of your head doesn't begin up the stairs, but instead stands next to you. It is your Grandpa Rick. Ned, um, is it the time for this, though? And I think it was the same instruction that I got. Um, so Ned is going to reach into his Dora the Explorer backpack, and he is going to pull out the uh, bulbous plant-like mechanism tool i forget the exact description of it it looks vaguely gun-shaped but since it's it doesn't have a trigger or anything it's just sort of in the shape of something that has a handle that your hand fits naturally into and a sort of nozzle looking bit at the end of it that I found in that shed outside our house, hidden in the the shed where my dad and I would go. I hold that in my hand and probably taking an uncomfortably long time at the bottom of the stairs for everyone else that can't see this, I start up the stairs with Grandpa Rick beside me. The other three uh, wait at the top of the stairs for you, and Grandpa Rick walks by your side up the stairs. As you do, you feel the gun-type thing that you have in your hand uh, pulsate once, and you see the vines that are on the stairs begin to recede more quickly in the opposite direction. Interesting. As you continue forward up to the top of the stairs, you are briefly able to make out the outline of what looks like a building that actually is up at the top of the stairs. But it quickly blinks away from your vision as you maybe literally rub your eyes to make sure you're seeing what you're seeing, and it is no longer there. 
your relatives at this point pop back into your head, and you can see that the vines that had been receding are continuing to recede into a nearby fallen log. Huh. Alright. Hey, Ned, didn't you tell us not to go up there? Until you were ready! This is uh, my time! I'm ready! Sh should we follow, or do you still want us to go around? Give me a minute! Okay! Um. These stairs are like... 500 feet tall, we're yelling from so far away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As the vines continue to recede, Ned, you're actually able to see the inscription at the top of the stairs that gets uncovered uh, that Miles and Ben had told you about yesterday. 1900 Roswell. This is our destiny. All right, and then, so I think that what Ned wants to do, once he reaches the top of the stairs, he yelled at everyone to hold on a minute. He's just going to kind of raise his voice. All right, Pan, if that's who you are, why are you here? What are you doing on my family's land? Corrupting forests? Fighting these people? I'm here now. Let's talk. Addressing the log. <laughs> the vines continue to recede into the log. And as they do, uh, a raccoon is freed from the grasp of the vines that had wrapped around said raccoon. And uh, the vines keep going back in, but the raccoon just sort of lays there for a moment you're not sure if it's okay or not <laughs> is, is and it then like... it quickly sits up and just gets breathes in heavily and then chitters a bit and like looks around surprised and like scratches at the vines i level the plant gun at it it raises its paws <laughs> <laughs> are you one of them what are you doing here <laughs> Ned chitters at you. Ned puts his uh his head in one of his hands. What am I doing? I'm threatening a raccoon. <laughs> We've all been there, Ned. The raccoon, <laughs> the raccoon uh realizing that you've like dropped the gun pointing at him yeah, turns around rate. and starts like scratching at the vines and continues like chasing them into the log <laughs> alright I shout back down hey you guys you can come up here I probably don't take the stairs though okay but... we'll be up in a minute you, you, you took him though why can't we that slope looks hard it feels like desecration you know how foggy it is out here? The ground is so mo d moist, damp. Damp is the correct word to use. Miles is starting to wake, make his way up the side. Uh, he feels like something was weird with those stairs and honestly doesn't really want to get involved. 
Lucas begrudgingly takes the slope. Yeah, Ned's not budging on this. Yeah. When you get up there, Ned has his hands crossed over his uh over his stomach. Have you uh have you seen the raccoon? Yeah, that that's the one that uh that scratched you. It don't seem too too aggressive. Oh, he 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 was just scared. He he's not aggressive. He's really pretty nice, I bet. Um, Mr. Clark, did you bring the uh, net or uh, how how are we gonna get him back to the foundation so he can be my pet? Is really what I'm asking. Uh, that's impossible because you know your mother. But um, I brought the cage thing to catch it with Ned. What it what is Works the for me. um. What is the plant gun looking thing? Okay, so I'm gonna be honest here. There was all this there was all this build up. I, I found this in a dusty old bin underneath our shed. It said for when you're ready. I uh did some some meditation, thought about this place, remembered you should go up the stairs when you're ready. It all seemed right. It seemed so cinematic. We get to the top of the stairs and uh it's kind of empty. There's this log here. There's these vines. I don't see Pan. Do you see Pan? Any gods around here? Do you know what he looks like? I don't think he looks like a raccoon. I mean... He's a god. He could look like anything. Could he look like a log? Could he look like Ned? Are you Pan? Tell me only something Ned would know. Okay, well, to prove to you I'm not Pan, I can tell you that there are exactly 476 users on finding-bigfoot.com, and also that Cryptid Combine last logged on to his account on September 1st of this year at 2.34 a.m. Would Pan know that? Why does Ned know that? That is really specific information about Mr. Combine. That's a great question. I okay, didn't know look, you guys are so tight. The the guy is great. He's a legend in the Bigfoot hunting community. <laughs> I'd like to keep tabs on where he is on the site. Okay. Um, it's still weird, but I mean I don't think that's something Pan would have generated, so I think you're clear. Out of curiosity. Ben and Miles, did you tell Ned about the second Bigfoot encounter that we've had. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think at the we time brought it you up. Said, I don't think we brought yeah. it up. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, think we had time you to. Said that you, hmm. I think at the time you said that you didn't want to deal with the Bigfoot because it might be more like shenanigans than it's worth. Uh, and I don't think you told him about it. I think because I think when we first met back with them, we were concerned with Skylar, and that was our number mm-hmm. one priority. So we just. And then the book just be happened. forever thinking about how he'll never get to see Bigfoot again. He missed the one opportunity that any of us would ever have. <laughs> and now Listen, everyone except Skylar thinks he's crazy. <laughs> I even I still think he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, let's not rule this out here. <laughs> yeah, Skylar was not quite sure if it was just a guy in a gorilla suit or not. I was pretty convinced <laughs> it was just a guy in a gorilla suit, so <laughs> he's just crazy. Hey everyone, Keeper Kenneth here. Just gonna make this very quick mid-roll. Thank you, Michael Winton. He makes dope music for us. One review on Apple Podcasts. Rad Bad Chad 13. Gave it five stars. Says, great podcasts. 
have binged all the episodes in a week and had a blast listening to it. I've never played D&D before, but I would like to start playing it since listening to this podcast. Oh, and my name is Chad, and I'm not mean at all. I'm actually very nice. Well, thank you for being a nice person. That's all. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, hey, Kenneth, can I investigate a mystery to look at the log and see, like, what what the what the raccoon is scratching at um i forgot we're playing a game and ned rolled dice and now i want to roll dice <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead okay i roll i'm so sorry i rolled a five but my kitten flipped over the two and turned it into a four um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, think re- have, re-rolled, I think we have to re-roll start with the five no it was it was clearly a five Okay. I'll stick. Um, what's your modifier? Uh, plus one, so six. Does Oof. anyone want to help out? Um, what are you doing? Investigating the log? I mean, I'm all that, for investigating this log on correct. my my family's if, property. Um, if you <laughs> help out, Ned. You have one forward on this roll. Heck yeah! Oh, that's a two and a five, but it's plus something. And I have a plus one. Have so plus that's two, plus, sharp, plus one. So that should be good for you, right? Plus sharp. Oh, no. So P- help out is... So that's a ten, then, oh, total. right. Help out is plus cool. Oh, plus cool. Ah, oh, dang it. I, nuts. <laughs> I'm not... Nuts. That's a nine. So that's a nine. Does anyone want to help out his help out roll to push him <laughs> up to a ten? I mean... This feels I'm... like a lot. No, <laughs> I don't think that's... I mean, it, it helps. We uh, all you creep just... over to the log at the same time together. <laughs> <laughs> and we all somehow expose ourselves to trouble or danger. <laughs> yeah, so you're just exposed to trouble or danger. That's how I already felt, so... I think we can just codify that. So... Miles begins walking up to the log to check out what's going on there. And uh, as he does, Ned, you come to help out and try to stop him from doing anything too reckless. As you do, the raccoon turns back around out of the log to uh, keep you away as well. (laughs) And uh, would have bit Miles, but Ned, you pull him back. the raccoon doesn't scratch you, but he's now uh, upset at you as well for trying to get into his home. Hey, 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 Miles, watch out for the raccoon. Oh, 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 no. Oh, I thought he was being nice now. Hey. I guess not. Um. Hey, Mr. Clark, do you want to try to capture this guy so that maybe we can check this out without getting bitten or scratched? Because last time I got bit by... This little dude, he um made me sleepwalk into a forest, and I don't want to do that again tonight. I, I can also try to trap him. Uh, no, that's fine. I'll just... here. He pulls uh, a small box out of his pocket and just drops it on the ground. The box turns into, like, a little Hot Wheels car, zips over to the raccoon, runs into it, and then turns into a cage that wraps around the raccoon. And it has a little handle on the top of the cage. Oh my god. Is it a humane cage, Kenneth? It has uh, plenty of room. It's not, like, trapping him in any way beyond, like... He can move around within Beyond the the ways that cages normally trap things. (laughs) Yeah. But you know how, like... uh, 
raccoons also look like old timey bandits a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so, so cute. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> this the cage does have like little bars that are like vertical bars, oh, and no. they're like wide enough that he can fit his little snoot through. Oh my and god! And he's just like grabbing onto the bars and looking all like sad that you have trapped him. Oh my and god! And he's just got his little paws that are wrapping around the little bars, and he's just like giving you the puppy dog eyes. Like, why would you do this to me? Oh, Mr. Clark, you didn't tell me he was going to look so sad in there. I didn't know he was going to look sad. It just was trapping. This is what you wanted. Oh, he's so sad. No, he was was trying to bite. He did bite you. Uh, Okay. I'll I'll carry the raccoon, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Miles, we should uh, get back to investigating. Here, I'll help you out. Yeah. Now that the... uh... The uh, raccoon is out of the way. I, my good friend Ned helped me get a an eight on my roll, so I get to ask uh, one question. I guess I'm split between where did it go and what is being concealed here, because these vines are like receding into the log, right? Correct. I think we're trying to investigate log, not vines, right? I gave you plus one forward on it for a reason, Daniel. Okay, sorry. Mm Mm-hmm. What, Dan, Ned, you're helping me out. What do you think? I mean, I'm always a big fan of what is being concealed here. Uh, yeah, let's, let's gun it for that then. Hey, Kenneth, what is being concealed here? So, the two of you go up to this log together. As you approach it, you can tell that the vines have receded pretty far into the log itself. And as you're closer, you're also able to see that there is fog that has been leaking out of the front of the log. But as the vines recede, the fog is also starting to stop uh, pouring out of the log as well. As you peer into the log you are able to see through the log. And on the other side of the log, the light that is shining on the other side looks much more dull than the light uh, of the daytime area that you are standing within in this clearing. Sort of like you have applied a filter to the environment on the other, uh, through this log. How big is this log? Um, I'll say it was a much older tree, uh, probably like four feet is the diameter of the log. Oh man. So it is a, it is a big boy. I have a question on form. When we say this is a log, this is like a fallen tree, or this is where a tree has been cut? Uh, fallen. Okay, and it's like on its side. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it has been fallen for a long time, and the stump that it looks like it came from looks more jagged, but it's also uh, heavily decomposed. So the area you are standing within is still covered in fog and has sort of a bluish hue to it. As you look through the log, uh, 
you see fog on the other side, but it looks more washed out and grayish. So, noticeably different. I don't know why, but for some reason, my mind is telling me maybe we should go through it. I mean, it seems like a bad idea in my head, kind of like when I tried to give the book an egg, but also seems like what if we all went together you know it's crazy but i was thinking the same thing if we want to meet pan i get the feeling that this is where we need to go are you guys in yeah let's do it skylar how do you feel about it i mean given your sort of connection with yaldabaoth is this cool for you Something doesn't feel right, but I know where you go. Oh, yeah, no, nothing feels right about this for sure. I agree. (laughs) You guys have had right feelings about things since you started? Nothing ever feels right for me. I felt pretty good about the the pancakes. Yeah, but they were also made by Abel, so there was a slight feeling of Hey, that's a good point. Right, right. Like, they were delicious, but, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, would he put small knives in this? That feels like an able thing. He did insinuate he'd killed someone with biscuit. Um, we're getting off topic, I think. Um, I guess worst instinct is best instinct, right? And I think, I think Miles was going to go ahead and uh, charge on through. I, I assume he's going to have to crawl, but. Yeah. And so, Kenneth, I have a move mm-hmm. called What Could Go Wrong. Uh, there it is. And whenever you charge <laughs> into immediate danger without hedging your bets, hold two. You may spend your holds on ways. Would you consider my bets hedged is my only qu- question <laughs> since I discussed this with the party. I would totally get <laughs> the that. The criteria is that you're charging into danger. So depending on what's on the other side, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. And Ned crawls in after him. Yep, I follow close behind. Plant gun in hand. <laughs> I also do the same. Lucas and Mr. Clark collectively shrug and also follow. Is the raccoon coming with? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Clark Priorities. is having a harder time because he's like the biggest person here. Um, but he's like squeezing through and like bringing the raccoon through and trying to like not put his hands on the bars that he's able to stick a snoot through so he doesn't get bitten or anything. Yeah. Perfect. It is a hard time and no one is helping him, but that is fine. <laughs> That's what I'll... Mr. Clark is used he's to. He's fine. He's fine. So, what Miles and closely following Ned see uh, as they come through is a very similar looking area to the leveled out area that you were just in. You see everything in this duller shade of gray that covers the area that is this fog. And what you notice, Ned, is that standing where you saw the outline of a building on this clearing is a fully completed what looks to be some sort of cathedral cathedral 
Yes. Huh. You would guess to be probably about 30 feet wide and 60 feet long. And standing probably about four stories tall. Ooh. Tall boy. Yeah, tall, tall and, tall and thin. Yeah. <laughs> Very fancy. <laughs> Me too, though, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, like, um, looking back over my shoulder, do I see the, the stone stairwell that would lead to it? Yes. And you also see that these vines that you had been following are currently covering the church and also continue down these stairs leading to a massive tree which took a little while for you to notice with the fog but it is probably about as wide as the church and much taller great looking out into the fog like ah who put this random wall here <laughs> oh yeah that's a tree so yeah, Ned is is kind of marveling at this. Um, you said that everything here is kind of washed out. If I mm -hmm. if I look at my companions here or my bright purple uh, backpack, Dora the Explorer, is it also similarly washed out in like shades of gray? Uh, not as aggressively. It would be a bit washed out just because you're looking through fog at each other. But you right. are the most colorful thing in the area. Okay. Okay. Granted, a lot of the area is covered with this ashen gray vine, so that is contributing to the whole uh, grayscale view of your area. It would be hard to tell if there is something more colorful underneath. Gotcha. Everyone else makes it through the log and is able to see this as well. And yeah, I think fitting that you would just maybe stand and stare for a while. What do you do after standing here for a while? Or what would you do? I think particularly Ned would be my question. Uh, I think Ned, first of all, given his uh, background and things he typically does when he sees things that are very strange, um, he's going to pull out his camera that was on its uh, shoulder strap around him, and he's going to take a picture of the cathedral click click and then the second thing he's gonna do he's gonna go over to the top of the stone stairs that lead down is the same inscription there that says 1900 roswell um hmm no i think it's still so thickly covered by vines you can't see just yet but the vines uh as you are continuing forward are more quickly receding um and the gun-like thing uh, that you were still holding, I assume, um, yep. pulsates uh, slightly more frequently. Interesting. As I walk over towards the stairs. And so the vines are just kind of like parting for me, is what it mm. seems like. Not completely, but uh, yes. They are more consistently. I, you're still standing upon vines because... Uh, 
I may have under described how thick the vines are here, but it, mm. it's covering essentially everything. Um, it's not stretching up the church as far, so you're able to sort of make out what's up with the cathedral at least. But uh, the ground itself is blanketed very thickly, uh, and you're not able to really even see grass or ground beneath it. All right. Um, I'm going to get to the, st- the top of the stairs, um, and I'm going to stow the uh, the plant-like, gun-like thing into my backpack as I'm just going to try and tear away the vines uh, with both hands from the top stair. Okay. Um, as you try to pull things away, it, it fairly easily gives way. You see an inscription that does not say Roswell 1900. It says Rosewell 1060. Huh. Huh. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I think, um, okay. So Ned is just kind of, everyone else sees him, like, go over there, put the plant gun away, tear away the vines, and then he's just kind of kneeling there, mouth agape, for, like, a minute or two. And then he walks back over, treading on vines, and he says, (laughs) Guys? It's, uh, we're in a weird place here. It's, uh, right, right, let's let's think through this, okay? It's, uh, 2017. That, uh, that stairwell, 1900. So, I tell you what I do. I go over and look at that stairwell right there. I pull back the vines. You know what I see? I see 1060. It is your is your name still there? It looks kinda it's not Roswell, it says Rosewell. Ten sixty. Huh. I mean a lot of last names have changed over the years. Do you know is that did Roswell come from Rosewell or like do you know that they might be connected? Yeah, I mean it could be. Given the circumstances, I'd say it's pretty likely. Maybe they misspelled it, and they just kept it. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, ancestors came over through Ellis Island or whatever. Things like that happen all the time. Um, Not the misspelling of my name is the thing I'm really concerned about here. It's, uh, it's the year on that. And it looks about the same, and uh, and we got this this cathedral right here. I I mean, it it feels like we're in some sort of alternate dimension or something. Did we go to the past? I don't or know how future? that could, I don't know how that or could be future. possible if just if the inscription is there but different. But look at the church right there. It's uh. It looks pristine, except for the vines. Yeah, but there's not even a church at all where we came from. 
Not even any ruins or anything, just just the stairwell. I mean, time can wear down buildings, but it can't change reality. Yeah, that... in a different place, a different time it must be. Is this Pan's work? This doesn't, I mean, the vines and that big old tree seem naturey, but the the church? Well, the real question is who's the church for? I think we should find out. Do we see any like iconography or anything on the like front of the church or it is fairly covered with vines, so you would have to either have Ned remove them or try to like tear stuff down. Well, I say we should find out. Let's have a look inside. Yeah. Uh, Ned, at this point, I want to ask you, we've sort of avoided um, talking explicitly about it intentionally up until this point. According to you, what happened to your father? Ooh. A uh, big ooh. And you you mean, like, why he's gone? Correct. Yeah, so throughout Ned's childhood and his early adolescence growing up, uh, as his father was a big factor in his life, and he gave him that kind of desire to learn more about the world and find out new things, and also his kind of, uh, not green thumb, but his love for nature and being out in the woods, those sorts of things. As he got into his, uh, like, around, like, 13, 14, his, his dad started to, to change somewhat. He would get home from work, and, you know, the wife asking the husband, oh, honey, what'd you do at work today? He got, uh, didn't really like to talk about it. He got more vague, and he also seemed to get more and more frustrated as as time went on and it was kind of a subtle change over the course of uh, maybe a year or two but could see the the relationship between his mother and father uh, changing and one uh, weekend Ned was out camping in the woods on a 48 hour stakeout looking for Bigfoot and when he got back and at the end of the weekends, his uh, his dad wasn't around. That's not too unusual, as the head of conservation for this wildlife area often has to go. But he didn't come back for a while, and Ned would ask his mom, uh, "Hey, where's where's dad at? Where's he gone?" And she'd deflect the question every time. After like. A month of Ned asking more and more insistently, she finally snapped. She let Ned know that your father is gone. He's never coming back. And this is what we have to live with now. And broke down. And that that was the last that Ned knew of his father. Ned, as you try to begin removing vines from the front of the church, 
you hear a creaking coming from the massive tree behind you. The majority of the vines that were at the farthest edges of your vision in this area have also continued to recede. And there is less fog in the area now as well, and you're able to see more clearly uh, the tree itself. It was about as wide as the cathedral was when you first arrived, and it has now decreased in size to probably about half as wide, a more reasonably sized tree. And you see on the front of the tree, there are sickly-looking knots on the tree that vaguely create the outline of a humanoid shape. I'm intrigued. I stop pulling away the vines from the church, and I walk over to the top of the steps past everyone. Do I get a better view for here, or should yes. I approach closer? Uh, you would have to approach closer to see even better, but as you are approaching, the knots begin to open. I start walking down the stairs. You begin to see first a hand, followed by an arm, and then the full figure of your father fall out of this tree and limply onto the ground. Ned stops in his tracks, mouth agape. Dad? As you yell out, Dad, you hear footsteps on the other side of the tree begin to walk around in your direction. The uh. person who comes around the tree is someone you also recognize. It is your sister, Grace. Ned? Grace? All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our Anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.